Hi, Docs. I'm Dr. Latifah. I'm the host of the Money Fit MD podcast. This is where we help badass women physicians just like you learn simple and effective tools to build wealth from the inside out. That way, we can create wealth and bigger impact without all the burnouts. Enjoy the episode. Hey, before today's episode, I want to let you know that this is part of the Recession IRX series that I did where I interviewed humans that are doing amazing things and sharing how they are prepping themselves for the recession. Here's the deal. This is a gift of love. And I have three asks of you. One, listen, enjoy, and take action. Number two, I want you to take this information and share it with those that you like. Share it with your friends, share it with your neighbors, share it with your colleagues. Let's get the word out because we are going to be prepped and not panicked. And then three, I want you to leave us a review and let us know exactly what you love about this episode. This is a 100% free gift to you, but I would love it if you do all those three things. Thank you and don't forget to tag me, Money Feet MD. Love you guys. Enjoy this episode. All right, everybody, I am back with another fabulous guest for you guys. Remember, this is part of our series on how to be prepped for any economic downturn. And the person I have right here in front of me, or I don't know, beside me or whatever, is an amazing woman physician. She is someone that I've had the opportunity of crossing paths with multiple times. However, I haven't really had time to sit down and chat with her. So when I was thinking, what do I want to share with my humans? What do I want to share wisdom to the diverse audience that I have? I was like, she has to be on. So I reached out to her. And if you're listening on the podcast, she's literally in her car right now. So I am just really grateful that she's taking the time to share with you guys. And before I go any further, I want to say welcome, welcome, and thank you for joining us, Dr. Ali. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm a huge fan. I love interacting with you. I know we've interacted so many times through Facebook, and I love the goals that you have set uh, to create value in a woman's life. Thank you so much for everything you do. And honestly, I'm honored to be here. So thank you. And yes, I had a bunch of parents to run today. So I'm sitting <laughs> in my car while we chit chat. <laughs> I love it. And you know what I love about this? I love that people have this idea that it has to be perfect. When you're successful, that means you're like, you know, just people have all those ridiculous ideas. And I'm like, there are times when I've done podcasts in my car. I've done interviews where my kids are like propped in front of TV. Like it doesn't have to be perfect, but it can be done. So thank you for being a real life example of getting it done imperfectly, perfectly. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So why don't you tell us a little bit about you for our audience? I may not know you. Who are you? And why do I believe that they should hear what you have to say? Yes. So my name is Saima. I am a neurologist by training. I live in New Jersey and I have three little kids. I finished my training. um, This was residency and fellowship about six years ago at the end of 2016. And since then, I've been mostly working part time, uh, trying to keep uh, my expenses low and also investing at the same time. Because I feel like the biggest value that we have in this world is our time and really choosing to spend our time intentionally versus just being hamsters on the wheel and running around and working all the time and not really having any time to breathe. So I love being able to do that. And um, I feel like just having some knowledge about money, about finances 
makes that so much easier to accomplish because most of the time we're just, even when we have money, people who, who have money and they're pretty well off, they're worried about not having enough always and um, they're not at, at peace. So I feel like once you know what money is, how to invest, how to just sit back and relax, it helps with the overall goals in life. I love it. I love it. And I know yeah. that you have a podcast that speaks specifically to Muslim women physicians or primarily yeah. women. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes. yes. So my podcast is called Wealthy Muslim Woman and it's for it's for everybody. But I wanted to um, target it to Muslim women because I wanted to talk about specific topics that they are concerned about, like which investments are more ethical, you know, what is more allowed by religion, you don't want to invest in alcohol companies or different things. So I wanted to talk about those topics as well. So I called it wealthy Muslim woman, but of course, anybody can listen in and chime in. I love it. I mean, my podcast is Money Fit MD. It's for women physicians. And I get messages from men, from non-physician men. I've gotten messages from pastors. Like it's, yes, the point is we speak to who we want to speak with, but there are so many people that can also learn from that. So I'm definitely glad that you have the space you've created. I'm glad that you're educating because I do believe it's important for all of us to have money and one of the issues that prevents us from getting into money is the fear of doing things the wrong way. Mm -hmm. And I would imagine that as a woman physician that is Muslim, you may be concerned about, and even anybody of any religion or faith may be concerned about what they're investing in and to have someone of their faith that it's like, well, this is what the Quran says. This is what Mm -hmm. our word says. And this is my interpretation based on my wisdom and be able to share that so they can be empowered to make their own decisions. I think that's fabulous. Thank you. So now let's talk about what you are doing. And I, what I've been telling my, you know, for those that, well, you guys were not here when I'm talking before we press record, but I literally say, if your younger sister was sitting in front of you and you're like, Hey girl, listen, the economy is probably going to change. It's already changing. These are the stuff you need to do to get your money ish together. So talk to us. How are you and how would you want your sister to be prepared for an economic downturn? So honestly, I would want them to be as prepared for any turn. So whether the market is going up, whether the market is going down, you need to have certain rules set and you need to follow them. And you really don't need to follow the noise on the TV. A lot of times these people are out there to scare you and uh, push you into making decisions about companies like this company is going to go up, this company is going to go down. The real truth is nobody knows what's going to happen. Nobody can predict it. There's not a single human being on the planet who can tell you um, if we are going to go into a downturn, how low it's going to go, how long it's going to last, or the opposite, you know, whether a company is going to do very well, how, um, how long it's going to be great for either way. So the best we can do is look at what the history has shown and try to follow that. So the market is going to go up at times and the market is going to go down at times. And you need to set basic rules. What percentage are you comfortable investing in the stock market? And a lot of that may depend on your age. If you're younger, you should be investing more and um, having little in safer type of investments, which are sometimes bond and other investments. Um, but other than that, you don't have to listen to the news and you don't have to change anything. So for me, I, I haven't done anything different. I'm doing everything that was there before. 
Um, a lot of times I go into the office and my colleagues are freaking out and the, the market crashing, what should we be doing? And if you're close to retirement age, then you know, it's the same rules that you need to have a certain amounts set into safer investments. But the rest, you, you just leave it and you don't worry about it. And I think this is very important, especially for women, because so there have been a bunch of studies done on whose investment does better, right? So I think one was from Fidelity, and they said the best accounts were for those people who were dead <laughs> because they were not changing. They were not buying and selling all the time based on what the economy was doing or based on what the news was saying. They, it was just left alone, and that <laughs> money grew the most. And same thing, women actually are better investors over the long term, because we don't go with the hype, we're not going to buy and sell because what somebody else tells us, we're going to read and we're going to make a decision. And we're just going to go with that. Whereas men tend to freak out more and buy and sell more, and their investments do a little bit worse than women. So you don't have to do anything different. So you are not doing anything different when it comes to your uh, investments. Make a decision before the emergency happens. Set it in. Quiet down the noise. I am going to ask you a question. So if you're invested in the stock market, if you invested in things, the prices are going to go up and down. In the event of a downturn, the value of things are probably going to go down. What advice do you have for yourself or your sister that doesn't even know you're related, but is listening to you right now? (laughs) Your sister from another Um, mister. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So really, you just need to have an emergency fund set up for you, right? So whatever you feel comfortable with, whether it's three months of expenses, whether six months of expenses, some expenses, some people feel more comfortable with a year worth of expenses that they want to have as liquid available. So this could be cash available to you in your checking account, in your savings account, which is safe. Um, and, and the rest, you are investing in, let's say you pick stock market. There, there's many forms of investment. So stock market is one of them, real estate, so many other things. Um, the rest that's invested, yes, it's going to go up. It's going to go down. I personally don't even look at my accounts that often. Honestly, it's like uh, maybe every like couple of months, um, I like to go and, and pop in and see what's happening. Uh, but otherwise, I don't go in like every day or every week to see, you know, the prices up or the prices down. Because you, you really don't lose money when the market, just because the market is bound down, right? That you lose money when you buy something at a high value and you sell it at low value. That's when you lose money. But if the market is down and you're not selling, then you haven't really lost money. The value has gone down, but most likely the market as has, has been shown over hundreds of years, it turns back and it, it goes even higher than it's been previously. So at some point that value will go up and you can you don't have to sell today. So that means you haven't really lost today. Most likely it'll gain value and you'll make money over the long run. So don't even look at it <laughs> if you don't have to. <laughs> Don't look at it unless you have to. And that is based on the assumption that you're diversified and that you're not buying individual stocks. Because if you buy individual stock of one market, of one, you know, company, and that company does go to the ground, you will lose money. However, 
if you're yeah. diversified, the whole point of that is, so we're talking about things like index funds, you know, mutual funds, not putting all of your eggs in one basket. Even if it comes to real estate, not putting all of your eggs in one basket. If you're, all your apartments are on one street, on one zip code in the same city, if that city goes down and crashes, you may have trouble with your tenant versus if you're invested in multiple different cities, in different classes, long-term, short-term, middle term like midterm like just diversifying is the key as long as you're diversified it gives you a buffer right and i you know it's funny because i tell people that over the last two years you, you just gotta stay humble people stay humble yeah. like people got extremely cocky when the market is great everybody looks like a winner people are buying individual stocks talking about how they gained all this money in like a second i'm just like i'm gonna sit down here with my boring automated diversified <laughs> index fund and i'm gonna be looking at y'all yes you have room for more gains but you also have room for deeper losses as well so what do you want to add to that Exactly. That's exactly what I teach that the money that should be going into individual stocks, it's really the money that you are okay with losing. If tomorrow that company goes bankrupt, then that's not going to affect you overall. Um, so if you do want to take that chance, those chances, it, it's okay. It's your money. You, you are allowed to spend where you want. However, you have to be comfortable with losing it all. And why buy one company? Why buy two companies when now we do have the options of ETFs, mutual funds, which are very low expense ratios, really no trading fees that are being offered by these amazing brokerage firms that are pretty safe. So why bet on one or two companies when you could really bet on the whole economy, not only in the U.S., you could bet on the U.S. economy or you could buy national fund and buy the top companies in the whole world. So if one or two companies go out of business, you're still in the game. There will be other companies. So like the example of early 2000s, when all we knew was AOL and Yahoo, and we thought those were going to be the big companies and nobody knew Google and nobody thought Amazon was going to be the next big thing um but pe people lost a lot of money because of those things and today we, we aol is gone yahoo's not doing great and all the companies we have today are like tesla amazon facebook none of these were really there back then so really not betting on individual company uh, you know warren buffet is the one person who's done really 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 well and if you look at his lifestyle all he does is he goes into his office at nine o'clock in the morning and he's valuing these companies and reading up on these books and that's his full-time job. Most, an average person can't do that. We can't sit in an office and be evaluating each company all day, every day. We have kids, we have jobs, we have other lives. So, you know, it's, it's not possible for us to do that. And still, Warren Buffett, what yeah. does he recommend? Uh-huh. Index funds, yes. <laughs> Index funds. <laughs> Right? Yes, and that's yes. and the thing is, I always tell people is there's no one size fits all, but there's benefit to automating a part of your life. When you automate a part of your life, it takes the human psychology out of it. So, if I'm buying, if I want to go to the store, if I buy a shirt for twenty bucks today, if I go there tomorrow and it's twenty five bucks, I'm gonna go. Oh, if I go there the next day and it's like fifteen dollars, I would may want to buy a lot more of it, right? But the thing is, if I want a steady plan. I just pre-automate that this shirt be bought every week. So whether it's down, whether it's up, a shirt is bought. And I don't have to think about it. I don't have to make decisions about it. I don't have to let my 
human fears and anxiety get in the way. And that is why it's important to use automation as a way of just automatically say, I want whatever, even all you have is a hundred bucks. If all you have is like $5,000, if all you have is 20, like whatever it is, you can say, I want this to be bought every single week or every single month. And then when you have time, you can go fancy on top of that, right? So if you if you have index funds, doesn't mean you cannot buy individual stock if you choose to play. Doesn't mean you cannot do other stuff if you choose to play, but at least let the main thing be the main thing in the background. So come rain, come shine, come depression, come everything, come downturn, you know that you're buying and that's something you don't have to think about. Yes, exactly. And that's exactly my philosophy as well. And automation, like those are gifts we have today because of internet. You can really go into your account and say, hey, this, you know, couple of hundred dollars every week or every month, I wanted to go and buy this fund. And it does everything for you. You don't even have to pay attention. You don't have to do anything. And retirement savings, everything can, is just automated. And you just have to make the decisions in the beginning and then just go with the flow. Yep. Curious, what are some resources that you recommend for your women, especially if they want to be more conscious about where their money is going into? And for some people, maybe like, I don't want to buy, pay for things that are invested in guns or prison or alcohol, like different people have different philosophies. What are some resources that you share with your women that our folks can live with today? Yeah, so um, coming from, um, so there are the socially responsible funds that are offered by pretty much all major brokerage funds. Um, Vanguard has a socially responsible fund. Um, then uh, Fidelity has one too. A lot of major companies do. There are also brokerage firms that are more targeted for um, Islamic uh, standpoint so they're called Sharia compliant um, brokerage firms. And they're in the US, Canada, all the modern world and they pick they create a mutual fund after investigating the companies and make sure that they're ethical and they're doing everything um if you look at the general perspective so the top 500 companies is the s&p 500 index fund those companies are very well vetted uh, by the u.s by the whole economy so they they have to go through extensive process to be vetted and the amount of money that they're making and when they get to put that, when they're put on the stock market. Um, and a lot of them are basically technology companies. So none of them are really dealing with guns, alcohol, other things. So, so the majority of the companies so within S&P 500 index fund, majority of the companies that make it up are actually Facebook, Amazon, Microsoft, um, really top five, six companies. And all of them are big tech companies. So they're not, they're not dealing with a lot of unethical things and very well vetted. So I do try to point that out. But for people who absolutely do not feel uncomfortable with that, then they do have the options of going with Sharia compliant uh, or Islamically compliant uh, brokerage firms. Those usually do have higher fees because they are, you know, more, mm-hmm. more work. There's more, more, more work involved. So they are usually more expensive than just buying an S&P 500 index fund. Um, but for people who absolutely do not feel comfortable, that's an option. Yeah, and it's always that risk-benefit yeah. assessment, right? And yeah. in general, one of the things we always talk about is decreasing. It's not just about how much return, but also decreasing yeah. the fees that you're paying. However, if having a Sharia compliant is going to help you sleep better at night, you're still going to build money in the long term. 
it may not be to the greatest degree, but you can diversify it. Like all your money doesn't have to be in the stock market. You can go do real estate and provide safe homes for humans and make great return from that. But if for you, that's keeping you up at night or that's preventing you from investing, that is of no value to the world. So go find a Sharia compliant company and they just Google that. Is that correct? They can just Google that and they'll be able to find, okay, fantastic. Thank God for Google these days, right? Google, find that information, do something. The bottom line is regardless of your faith or lack of faith, regardless of how busy your life is, regardless of what your values are, you being out of the game is not helpful for any human, especially if you're a woman physician, we want money in your hands and we want your family and your community to be well. So listen to all the tips that's been shared, start from somewhere. And if anybody has questions of how they can find you, I know they can definitely find your podcast, the wealthy Muslim women, but how else can they find you? I'm also on Instagram with the same account. Uh, my website is also wealthymuslimwoman.us. Um, they could email me at saima at wealthymuslimwoman.us. There's so many ways of contacting these days, right? <laughs> like the, the, the digital age has just changed everything. So um, Instagram is good and anywhere is good. Fantastic. So guys, you all heard her. I'm going to have the link on how to contact her as well in the show notes. And if you're watching on YouTube, go find the podcast. And if you're watching in the, I don't know, I may put this in a pop-up Facebook group and just do like a watch party. I think that'll be so much fun. So actually, I'm going to do that. So you may be watching this in the watch party. You obviously will know how to find her. So any last minute tips that comes to mind that you want to share with us? This has been great, by the way. Thank you so much. No, thank you. Um, really just know what you value. Um, prioritize yourself. Always pay yourself first. Um, you know, Uncle Sam doesn't trust us with our money. That's why they take their taxes out before they even let us take our own money. So you need to do the same with yourself. Um, take money out for yourself and invest it for yourself. See what value you want your money to create for you and what you want your money to buy for you. So be intentional about it. That's the best that you can do. Be intentional. Take care of yourself. You are your own biggest asset. Take yes. care of yourself. Pay yourself first, meaning invest. Don't try to wait until you're done with all of your expenses before you invest. Invest and then spend the rest. Because trust me, whether you have $20,000 to spend or you have $100,000 to spend or you have $500 to spend, you're going to spend it. It's like time. Yeah. We use it when we have it. So the bottom line is if you're at least doing the investment, then you know that you're taking care of and then you can spend the rest. Because people, and I'm saying people that are poor, not from a racial or sort of like racist or sexism and all this other stuff that is structural disparities that exist. But if you have two physicians earning the same income, the difference between one that may be poor versus one that may be richer is that idea of paying yourself first, investing first, and then spending the rest. Because your kids are going to ask you for more stuff, regardless of whether you have 500 bucks or $5,000. Same as well, invest and then spend the rest as opposed to spending everything and then seeing if you have stuff left to invest. That should be opposite. Let's switch it around. So. <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate your time. Thanks for stopping in the car and showing mm-hmm. us how to rock it imperfectly. That's what mm-hmm. it's about. We are women physicians. We usually have a lot going on, but that is never an excuse for us to not prioritize ourselves and give mm-hmm. and invest. It is doable. 
just start today. So thank you guys for listening. If you're watching this, I want you to share it. The goal for this is to help women physicians be prepped. I want us to be mentally, physically, financially, and relationally well. And that's why I'm doing all those interviews. So I want you to share it wide and leave us a review. Let us know what you think on the podcast or wherever else you're listening to this. Thank you guys for listening. And thank you, Saima, for being here. I truly, truly appreciate your time. Thank you so much. And I'm going to bring you back on the podcast so we can have more time to chat. (laughs) Anytime, anytime. (laughs) All right. Thanks, everybody. Take care.